his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Tonight, I am so excited to be on with Jonathan and to be on with each of you because we have great news, Jonathan. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but as of December 7th, I'm sure everyone's been talking about it, and I'm a little late on it, that we have a gigantic surplus. Um, and it's $7.75 billion, billion, like with a B as in boy, billion dollar surplus. Have you heard about this, Jonathan? I have, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about you, but I was absolutely excited. I mean, beyond excited. I don't even know how we got to that number because we've never had this much of a surplus. And I can only imagine the legislators just waiting to get their teeth into it, just just trying their best to figure out, okay, then we need to give away all this, but we need to give it to so-and-so and so-and-so. And the governor is really working hard, Tim Walz. He's really tr- working hard to say, hey, wait a minute, we want to help Minnesotans, period. Those that are not doing well, those that are in the middle class that are suffering, you know, jobs coming and going, COVID is still affecting many people. I was so excited to hear that. And to also hear that they're going to put money, um, big money, uh, for us to save for a rainy day. That's already gone into that um, um, that that money pot. And so as we keep looking at this, boy, I can just imagine the discussions that they're having, even right now, on the phone or with their constituents, just trying to figure out how do we get a big piece of this money? So what would you do with that money, Jonathan? Let's say someone called you up and said, Jonathan Lowe, uh, because of your... Um, constituents writing to us, and we know the needs in your community, we are offering you $600 million. What would you do? Personally, what I would do if I was in a position of government, and there are going to be a lot of people that disagree with this, (laughs) I would try to reinvest it in, in, in either programs that, that need funding to help the community or, or, uh, Let's say if I lived in a rural county and people had difficulties getting broadband access, I would try to use that to help generate broadband access so that people in rural communities can have access to Internet, can have access to some of the modern trappings that can help them with their businesses, with their home life, with their schooling life, uh, stuff like that. I would try to reinvest in programs and try to help in the long run make this – this a boon. Well, you are absolutely right when it comes to broadband. I am on that same train with you. Um, when you say programs, a lot of the programs that we have um, 
supported over the last, I would say, five decades or, you know, I've been here 44 years. So let's just say over the last 44 years, some of those programs just did not work. And oftentimes they have been reviewed and maybe um, brought back for a moment. But we have to look deeper. If we're going to define programs that need big chunks of money, they have to work. They have to guarantee that they work. And I don't even know if that's possible. Well, but I believe and, and, you have to guarantee that it works. And and maybe that's why you invest. You look at other people that have new ideas, that you don't go over the same old state ideas. You may look at people that have a new way of looking at an old problem. And and maybe if, if you are behind that, invest in that opportunity to grow or see what's had success and invest in that opportunity to grow. Yeah, an opportunity to grow, just to hear that and to know that we actually have an incredible amount of money to do just that, to take this money and make it work for all Minnesotans. We're talking about the rural areas, the agriculture. We're talking about the cities. I mean, what we've done just in the in the Twin Cities, metro area has been remarkable. You go into downtown Minneapolis, go over by the Guthrie Theater or North Loop, or there's so many areas that have been not just gentrified, but just changed into something really spectacular. And I keep saying to myself, even looking at the stadium, I keep saying to myself, okay, are we going to see this in all the areas? Are we going to see others really start to keep building? Because we are getting more of our young people back. I mean, I couldn't believe it when my daughter called and said, I'm moving, my, me and my family, my husband and, and our, our three children, we're moving to Minnesota. We're moving back home, Mom. And I just cried and cried. And if we're getting our children back like that, man, they're going to have to keep building because a whole lot left for college and even started a life in other cities but are coming back to Minnesota. So I'm interested to see where all of this money is going to go. Can you imagine, though, Jonathan, the fights that we are going to see, the fights that oh, we're yeah. going to hear about I, over $7.75 billion? Hear, you hear it every time we have a surplus. You don't have to imagine. It's always there. <laughs> there is a text that came in, and this is the other side of it that I figured someone would, would discuss. Why would you not give the money back to the people, actually put the money in there what the taxpayers basically the give it to the taxpayers less lessen the taxpayer burden do not give it back to people who do not work do not give it out to an to unemployment do not give it out to give it back to the people who actually pay it my my reservation with that is i think it's a short term solution i think it's short term uh, if you if you just say here here's your money back so you can spin it back and keep the economy going, well, if you have a blip in the economy, how are you going to have any safeguards to help out the next time that comes around? Because it's going to come around again. We're not going to get surpluses every year. No, we don't get surpluses every year. But you have to. I mean, it's a two year budget, and so. MinPost talked about, you know, to, to list the perspective that was really important. The budget that has adopted, that was adopted last June was for $52 billion to be spent over two years. And yes, $7.75 billion is a record surplus for the state of Minnesota. But it and it is out of the ordinary. However, we have also had governors in the past that failed to increase the budget or to hold on to the budget to make sure we were smart about it. Um, we have had so many people hurt by COVID, by this pandemic, in so many different ways. Seven point seven five billion may seem gigantic to you and I, 
But when it comes to health care here in Minnesota and so much more, I don't even know if it's enough. But I am so grateful that we have that amount to try to help the industries that are involved in this particular pandemic. And, of and course, we talked before about um, those. Remember we, the, the – um, what are they called? Essential workers. Yes. The essential workers are supposed to get a boost of money, right? Um, and the question is, where is this money going to come from? Who's going to decide who gets what? Because each person that could be an essential worker that deserves some of that, maybe they only worked four hours a day versus someone who worked 12 hours a day. So I, I think that that's going to be a disaster, and, but we'll see. And I I see what I know what you're saying if you just do the math. You know, this is a state of what, five million people? Yep. So five million people, if you have seven point seven billion dollars, then you're looking at if you take five million, you multiply it by one hundred I'm sorry, one thousand, then that gets you to five billion. So you might have if you doled this out per person, not even saying adults, just let's just say per person, per kid and per adult. You're looking at maybe somewhere in the in the realm of twelve fifty per person if you just doled that right back out to the taxpayers. So again, I think that's a little bit more short short term. Real quick before we go to break, had another text come in. I have been a Democrat all my life, but I'm going to turn Republican since the Democrats seem to want to give 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 the money away to people who are not working. Yeah, I have a whole lot to say about that, but we have to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. It is now 7.20 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to Steel Talking. We are done at 7.30 tonight. Uh, the Timberwolves pregame show starts at 7.30, and then the game starts at 8 o'clock. So stay tuned right here to WCCO for all those sports updates for tonight. Um, I do want to say uh, to the gentleman who wrote and said, you know, all the people that are not working you know, will get part of this money, and he's tired of people you know, not working and they get money and, you know, bottom line is this. This is where empathy comes in. If you have never been on welfare before, if you don't um, understand how it works, um, how difficult it is, or if you don't know someone close to someone else that have been through this, we can make all of those assumptions, right? We can decide what we think is happening with those people that are not working. So if you're talking about those who are on the system, um, then I would really encourage you to read some incredible stories about families that have really suffered. I had a girlfriend who um, was abused by her husband terribly, uh, and she ran away, found an apartment, couldn't pay for it, got on welfare, has never been on welfare. She was actually in school, in college. And they came to her and said, first of all, you cannot have a man in here, so you can't have a boyfriend, and you cannot go to college at the same time you're on welfare. You can't. So she couldn't even better herself to get off of it. And so finally she just left. She said, I refuse, because she brought both of their children with her. She said, I refuse to stay on welfare. There are stories out there that we all, I wish all of us could hear. At the same time, there are young people, people keep saying to me, they're not even taking these jobs. People, there are jobs everywhere. But can those jobs make a living wage for you? That's the big question. And as many of you know, just to get an apartment, let's just say it's a studio apartment, can cost you $900. And if you're getting $300 a week, per month, that's $1,200. And if 900 of it goes to your, um, it, it goes to your rent, then you have very little for car insurance or car payment or 
bus, <laughs> whatever. You know, they want you to get on the system instead sometimes. So my challenge here is that we ought to really think about those who are deciding not to take the jobs because they can't get a living wage. If you cannot pay to live someplace, there's something wrong with that, period. All right, Julie is calling uh, from Minneapolis. Is Julie joining us, Jonathan? Hi, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Personally, I'm not motivated by bitterness and hate like a lot of people are. I think it should be a variety of things. I personally would like to see everybody in Minnesota be able to have enough to eat for a year. Not forever, not for five years, just for a year. And then I have some selfish interests. Living in Minneapolis, I've got crazy property taxes. It would be nice if for just a year or so, my property taxes wouldn't go up. So I would like a both-and approach. Thank you. Both-and approach. Thank you, Julie. Smart. Very smart. If you'd like to participate, we have a few more minutes, about three or four more minutes. Uh, All you have to do is call 651-461-9226. Again, that's 651-461-9226. Or you can send a text message to Jonathan here at WCCO at that same number as well. So as we move forward, we were done with Thanksgiving. We gave thanks. We Many of us were able to share time with people that we love. Um, and now we're at the point where we're looking at the Christmas holiday. Hanukkah is, has passed and was beautiful for so many families. Where are we standing today? Um, when it comes to buying a bunch of gifts and that sort of thing, and there's $7.75 billion um, out there, some people are going to think, oh, yeah, everybody should get a little piece of that, and others will not believe that. So let's go over to Lisa. I believe Lisa's in Minneapolis, correct, Jonathan? Hey, Lisa. Carolyn, hi. Hey, now. Hey, welcome. I love you. I talked to you many years ago regarding uh, children and gaming, but I'm back on the phone to say that the whole welfare thing, Yeah. I, I got on welfare after leaving an abusive relationship, and I was on a waiting list for daycare for a year. They called me, and they told me, your name is up, Lisa. You could date her. You can go to school. Oh, wow! You have a job. I'm sorry. We, you're disqualified. I had three jobs. I had to quit my jobs to go on welfare, to go to school. Oh my gosh! I am so sorry to hear that. But this is what a lot of people don't know. So thank you for exactly. sharing that, Lisa. Because we need to hear. They just don't know what is it all included. When you have a woman that has three children and she's in, engaged to be married, they come in and say, "Oh no, you can't be married and have a man in here as well." I mean, this was years ago. Yeah. Maybe it's changed today. I hope so. But Lisa, thank you for calling. I sure appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, let's go over to Tim in Eaton Prairie. Um, Tim, you are our last caller tonight. Tell us what your your thoughts are. Well, my thoughts are we just put it in the fund, and in case we ever uh, elect a Republican governor, we got enough money to last through a couple of years. I don't understand why the Republican-Democrat thing matters. Tell me why. Well, I'm just remembering the last one that, that took the money from the school fund and put us $3 billion in debt. Uh, and then we got a new governor that got us up into the surplus, and the immediate response was to cut the taxes and and uh, give the money back to the folks that didn't really need it. Uh, so are you talking about I, Dayton, or who are you talking about? Yeah, back when Palenti left Dayton with a $3 billion deficit to figure out and 
He came around. We went to a couple billion dollars surplus, and the response was the same as it is here. Let's cut taxes and, and uh, give the money back. No, not necessarily. Tempolenti was definitely not good for our finances, first of all. Uh, second of all, I encourage you to read an article back from 2003, if I'm not mistaken, about Tempolenti and how he really failed when it came to the budget. And that is truly unfortunate. Uh, many thought that he had really great things about him, and maybe he did. I didn't know too much about him. But what came forward before he left the office was how bad he was at budgets. And hey, a lot of Americans are bad at budgets. So you know, we forgive and we keep moving forward. And we just hope that we have a governor, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, that actually cares about all Minnesotans. How about that? That would be wonderful. Like all to right, see that. Tim. Merry Christmas to you. Right. All right. We don't have much time left, but I do want to say that no matter what happens with this money, we should weigh in each one of us individually, in any way that you can. I am fortunate to have a four-hour, one-night-a-week um, show on WCCO. I am very fortunate. I get a chance to say what I can say or do what I feel like I can do and encourage others. And I just don't want you to fail at that. I don't want you to think that you don't matter because you do matter. Your voice matters. Whichever side you stand on, it matters. So do take care of yourselves. I will not see you next Sunday. I will see you the Sunday after that. And I am so looking forward. I shouldn't say see, but here, be with you. Um, so stay safe, stay happy, and find your joy every day. Good night. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.